0: You wow.
1: Hello and welcome to Volume 2 of this month's Wrestling 20 Years Ago for ECW and Hardcore Heaven. Volume 1 is WCW. Um, There is no official numbered WWF shows this month. Um, There is an Owen Hart tribute show and there is a sort of look over of what happened this month on WTV. Um, But obviously with the Owen Hart tragedy, there is no in full WWF show this month i am joined today again by mr ryan swanson how the devil are we sir
2: the devil is great i am great um i had an excellent week i watched a
1: ton of ecw
2: and that always leads to an excellent week you
1: can't go wrong um so before we go into the news as always if you support on patreon For as little as five whole US dollars a month, you get all of our bonus shows when we do them, um, and you get our eternal greatness and thanks, um, because it just means that it doesn't mean that it costs us anything to do the hosting and get all the newsletters and things like that. Um, So yeah, for that, obviously we give you all of the extra content, and for one solitary dollar a month, you can get early access. So once the shows are recorded and edited, they go on and you get to hear them first so mr swanson give yeah. me some news headlines
2: well uh jerry lynn is the first thing that comes to mind uh that jerry lynn injury that happened at a hardcore heaven was, was something to definitely like take note of um uh jerry lynn basically took a van daminator off uh off the rope he was he was hung up on a hangman and the ropes. Um, hit a van Daminator, and Jerry Lynn just fell face first to the mat that's the first thing I think of second is uh, Candido and uh, Sonny, or whatever the hell you want to call her um, like sunny just like you know came off of her loD uh, 2000 run in WWF and she's back with Candido and when I was little uh, I was probably 10 years old when it first uh, started um, when this when his first event came out and i had no idea about ecw until about a couple months after and i was always like where did sunny go i liked sunny
1: <laughs> so here she was and those was the first two things i think of so yeah so obviously with uh jerry lynn and um, there is some news on that obviously taking a, a heavy fall in the pay-per-view match against RVD, um suffered a broken nose uh, Lynn thought he may have actually crashed crushed his skull his nose was bleeding and there was also ear bleeding as well um, during the match Lynn did get asked by the ref if he wanted to go home early um, but they kept going until halfway through this sort of the remaining time when Lynn just went I'm done and gotta finish in quickly it is reported that Lance Storm was the one that noticed that Lynn's ear was bleeding and did rush him to hospital. As for I Candido. Kind of cool. Yeah. It's one of those of you think about someone as, as the ultimate heel of, of you'd expect from Lance Storm. He noticed the a subtle thing as the ear bleeding went, no, I'm not waiting for the ambulance. I'm going to take you. In. And obviously on the Candido front, um it looks as though he is no longer going to be around in ecw Um, candido appeared on an aol chat the night before the pay-per-view where he gave away the finish of the match saying that he was ordered to do a quick job there are widespread rumors that him and tammy will be on their way to ecw it is worth noting that candido left the arena Halfway through the night at the pay per view before the RVD Lynn match. And he and Paul Heyman appeared to have an ordeal beforehand and not speak to each other during the show. Also, this month, in People That Seem To Be On Their Way, we could be saying goodbye to the franchise. Shane Douglas's relationship with ECW is likely to be coming to an end. Um, and there's talk that he may be going to the Fed. Shane Douglas wasn't at the ECW arena shows this month. Heyman told the torch and he was also told not to turn up at the pay-per-view either. His presence is no longer welcome in the locker room. And this isn't about just unpaid financial checks. So talk of him on his way to the Fed. um, Do you really think that it's a good idea for for Shane to be going off to the WWF with their uh, likelihood of putting him back as Dean Douglas? <laughs>
2: Absolutely not. Um, the, for sure, the Dean Douglas character would not fit in uh 99 WWF. If they wanted to bring him in as that character and have him shed the character on TV so they can both have the crowd recognize it and see it change. And they kind of made him like the triple threat, like vicious heel. Like I don't think that Vince really liked Shane Douglas. That's that's like the thing. He didn't. He always says that he never really felt liked in, in the WWF locker room. But it was kind of part due to the click. Like Shane Douglas, like really knew what he was doing, and the click always kind of like stepped in the way of it. Mm.
1: Which is one of the reasons I would be surprised if he ever ends up in WCW because. Nation hall are not going to make his life easy exactly they don't make anybody (laughs) nothing was easy around those guys so it may be noticed on the tv this month that the crowds are down at the ecw arena from recent history of said having turn away crowds they are no longer in fact the last few shows there have still been people being able to get in until all the way through the show. So is is ECWs losing their, their hardcore fan base at the arena clearly is not a good sign that they've gone from turn away crowds where they've had to put extend the bleachers and put more seats in to now being at the point where they're not even getting a full full crowd in for for a show
2: yeah that's kind of fascinating to me honestly like it doesn't really make correlative uh correlative sense like the state of the the industry like wwe was on the boom like like crazy wcw was kind of about about to fall that was due to goldberg and nash in my opinion the whole stun gun thing and goldberg losing that's when i lost interest and, and ECW was losing some of its key talents, some due to deaths. Um, they had like financial troubles going on because who knows what Paul Heyman was, was doing with the money. And so I don't, and there were strong characters in ECW at that time, but a lot of people were, were leaving. A lot, of, a lot of the originals were either hurt or leaving. Everything was really convoluted. Like, for instance, another thing I want to talk about here is this Dawn Marie storyline. Like, was the weirdest thing ever. Like, she's Beulah now and she's Tammy now. <laughs> so, there's a lot of weird stuff going on at this time, and I, I don't know a direct link. What do you do? You think that there's like a direct link between the dwindling crowd and Philly, because the
1: Queens crowd was coming out. Um, I don't know whether it's just a case of oversaturation or they've just got to the point where they've seen it all before. Um, it, yeah. is, it is a hard one to sort of judge because for as much as we say, oh, it's there's some stuff that the ECW doing is just batshit stupid, you then get mm-hmm. matches like we had at the pay-per-view with uh, Tajiri and Guido, Super Crazy and Taka. Which uh, yeah. better in ring products than anyone else is doing? You've still got RVD there and Lin are. who who are just making amazing matches and history every time they get in the ring together. It's yep. it's not the the actual in ring product as a whole is is any worse than it has been. Um, I just I just yep. don't know whether there's there's something of their guys not being there anymore. The likes of Sandman leaving likes of shane being binned off bam bam obviously off sabu's not really having as much time as he usually does you know i don't know if that's what's taken effect but it is It is a strange one though Con- last- convolution over saturation
2: people leaving
1: convolution
2: yep. over saturation of people leaving yeah
1: so last bit of news for the month is there may be money coming in, but is it too late? Heyman obviously is planning to keep ECW in business as long as he possibly can, but without a deal being struck with outside investors, a sponsor, licensing, cable networks, or even a rival promotion, the company simply won't be surviving. ECW are trying to strike a deal with Nashville Network and a claim obviously for this video game, which is still in development, but there is even talk of a partnership with ECW, or with WCW or the WWF in either a part ownership or a full takeover. There is talk of TNN coming in for clearance, um, which was said to be a done deal a few months ago, which is now believed to be dead. And the acclaimed game, as I said, is looking 50-50 because there is no TV deal at the moment. Rumors this month were that MTV were looking at maybe putting on wrestling and ECW being the choice for that. And the Warner Brother Network are meant to be interested in some sort of show as well. But at this point, is it all a little bit too little, too late?
2: ECW on MTV would have been absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. And it did not happen.
1: If if it's one of those of obviously with the music and with things like tick beaves and bad it would fit in, um the claymation mm-hmm. celebrity death match, you put ECW in the middle of that it would be perfect. So we are mm-hmm. going into the TV review for the month. Um week one's TV opens up with a awesome match between Jerry Lynn and Takami Shinoku, which Jerry Lynn wins with a cradle power driver. We then get Cyrus speaking to Taz and telling him that Candido being in a halo again, we see Candido come Mm -hmm. out wearing said halo and says he broke his neck twice. Taz comes out and says he doesn't care about his neck. Chris wants an apology, but Taz says it's his own fault and out comes Steve Carino. He calls Taz a shame. He tells him to leave the belt and leave the ring. So Taz does what Taz does best slaps Candido, which takes off the halo and attacks Candido or attacks Carino, until Candido attacks him. Taz hits a massive power bomb and a diving headbutt. We then get a match between Guido and Nova, which Nova wins with a crucifix. And Lance and Tommy Dreamer have a match where Tommy wins with a table Coli driver. Again, another awesome TV match. Post match, Justin comes out with Bueller and Kane's the Franc- Francine and Shane comes out to go need to get caned. They smash a cinder block on Tommy's dick with a chair.
3: title belts, Balls, Mahoney and Axel Rotten, an extreme death match, anything goes. Challenge the Dudley boys, and I don't know that we have time for this, but we're going to cover it because the six-time world tag team champions are now in the ring.
0: one who does the cut. Not for nothing, brother, we are brothers. Everybody knows that. We are blood brothers. Yeah. And again, not for nothing, we even look alike, but I'm a little bit better looking. Hey. Maybe to a fat white girl. Sure. Don't make me start pointing you my. I am the champ. I'm the champ. No, 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 no. I'm the champ. I am a world tag team champion. I think Bill Alfonso is heard up Wait a minute. RVD. You damn sure didn't beat RVD. So what's gonna happen right now is we're gonna hit the fing RVD's gonna come through that turn.
1: We end the show with the Dudleys out, where Bubba says that he should be the TV champ too, because him and Devon beat RVD to take the tag team titles. And Devon then claims that he should be the champ. We then get RVD coming to the ring as we go off the air. So, in week one's TV, um, was there anything that sort of stood out to you? Obviously, that Tacker and Jerry Lynn match was absolutely awesome and obviously lance and tommy was another really really good match um was there anything that stood out for you in that first weeks of tv uh
2: i got a, a few little points basically about each match like a little piece of uh minutia like for each each match um taz said that new yorkers don't give respect and they're in new york and the crowd popped like crazy i thought that was pretty interesting. Um, you had a great, uh, Taz is going to kill you chant. That was pretty strong. Um, Carino asked Taz if, uh, the his people are like from like, who are you people? Are you from crackhead land or something? And Taz is, Taz says, uh, the only crack is your head when I'm done with you. thought that was pretty funny. Um, the on Nova match was better than I thought it was. Um, I'm starting to learn a little bit more about Nova. And I uh, like them. Uh, what else we got? Um, Dreamer had the biggest pop of the of the show. Um, Stor- the Lance Storm versus Dreamer match was just, the crowd was uh, super into it. Um, I felt bad for Francine when she was pam- pounding the mat, like, let's go, Tommy, let's go, Tommy. But the crowd was like, show your tits. So, like, I always feel bad for the women on ECW because they were treated like shit. <laughs> um yeah there, there um, is a there is a
1: definite level of uh crowd participation that is all about we want boobs
2: <laughs> and uh one more thing the last match was uh well like the dudleys were actually like in the ring like to end it and i thought it was funny that baba said uh to divan that like they argued who looks better like who is a better looking person and bubba said yeah you look better maybe to a fat white girl and i was just like wow they could really just say anything on this show
1: so it was cool yeah the the dudleys are easily some of the the best talkers in the in the world at the moment in the ring um and some of the shit they get away with i do sometimes wonder how they do it um so going into (laughs) week two's tv We open up with Cyrus on the beach with Steve Carino. He tells Carino that he was a mastermind about the attack on Taz. We then get Judge Jones interviewing Taz. He says he's going to choke out the judge, then puts him in the trunk of his car, goes to the ring, and hands out a belt shot to the ring hand. We then get a TV title match between Bubba Ray Dudley and RVD. Um, RVD wins with the five-star frog splash uh this is a must watch tv match please go out of your way and watch this this was awesome um post-match the dudley's beat down our rvd until lynn comes out and makes the save chair shots all round because outcome justin and lance and they beat down everyone until sabu comes out and we get a massive brawl we then get a match between jerry and just incredible Lynn wins with the cradle pile driver again. The TV matches this month are mo so worth your time. Um, Post match, Lance beats down Lynn until Tommy comes out to make the save, and Lance beats each other down as we go off the air. So uh, a bit of a shorter amount of things on this month on this week's TV, but let's start with. Possibly, you know, the the highlight of, of the TV month, RVD, Bubba Ray. What can you yeah, say about this match? match. I,
2: I love them. I mean, to me, RVD is like, other than Dreamer or maybe Sandman, he was, he was the face of the company. And Bubba Ray is probably the best heel, maybe even in wrestling at that time. And them going against each other, it was like, it's good off the cuff. And if the hype is good off the cuff, like before the bell rings, you know you're going to have a good match. To me, that's like 50% of a good match if it's a match that you want to see. And uh, they really know each other super well. And uh, all all the spots you could tell were were very, uh, they knew what they were doing. And it was wonderful.
1: Yeah, and I liked how we how the match ended with everyone coming down at the end and obviously getting the big brawl because it makes you remember that Sabu is about obviously there's that whole story that Justin has put in a, a restraining order, so Sabu cannot yeah. wrestle in any American building anyway, where wrestling is happening.
0: in this building this was not easy to obtain I had to find the best lawyer in the world and like the best wrestler he was from Calgary Alberta Canada
1: Then led into the Lynn Just Incredible match again, which was another really awesome match. Um, I, I am the more I see of the rat face knacker that is just incredible, the more I enjoy him. Awesome. Um, so other than obviously the two awesome matches on this week, was there anything else that you wanted to bring up with the TV?
2: Um, I love Don Callis like a lot, I think it's a uh it's a well-known fact by a lot of people that know who I am. Um, I think he brings something to the business that nobody does the way he speaks all insider and has like a ton of jokes. He's like, he's the guy that like somebody who really loves the the psychology and the inner workings of the business w- would love. And that the, 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 uh, the little segment with him and Carino at the beach was something that made me watch the whole show because I wanted to see where him and, Carino would go i love that storyline karino at this moment in time is my favorite Carino. i don't like the heel Carino. i like this like sad i want to be taz karino and uh I, I just love this incarnation of his character uh taz wore a shirt with the f word on it and it was blurred and i, I thought that was like pretty interesting i wonder if it was blurred on the original uh show I'm gonna assume it was the F word, it was on TV. So um and I don't think I have anything else. There were just there were some really cool spots in the R V D Baba match that were
1: nice. just go watch that match honestly. <laughs> so that's really all I got. So going into week freeze TV, uh, we have Candido beating on Chetty the way that he Taz did to him, hitting his giving him a neck injury until Taz comes out. Taz then beats on Chetty because, you know, he even beats up his own family. Justin comes out and tells us <laughs> that he will shock the wrestling world. And Lance tells us Sabu can never wrestle again in the US. And Justin got rid of the Sandman and Shane. We follow that up with a match between Guido and El Mosco. Uh, Guido wins with the Sicilian Crab. This was a really fun, high-flying match and shows how much... Guido's got in him now that he's away from Tracy and the Big Don and allowing him to show his his chops as a singles wrestler. We then get a tag match between Taka and Tajiri versus Super Crazy and Nova. Taka wins by pinning Super Crazy after a Mishinoku driver. During the match, the FBI take out Nova and he's replaced by Spike Dudley. We then get RVD telling us about what he's going to do for Sabu, which you'll hear now.
0: Just incredible. Are you out of your mind? You think there's a judge, a piece of paper, an attorney who's going to stop Sabu, cops? There's nobody that's going to stop Sabu
3: from coming to the pay-per-view this weekend. Of course not, Fonzie. There's no way anybody is going to stop Sabu I'm showing up at that pay-per-view to watch Rob Van Dam kick Jerry Lynn's ass. Van
0: Dam, I'm dead serious! Just incredible! You get a man who's suicidal, homicidal, genocidal, and push him over the edge. You're pissing up the wrong tree. He's coming this weekend specifically to kick your ass!
3: Is it my turn yet? Jerry! How convenient, you're gonna come after me now, when I'm obviously so down and distraught. My partner, my friend, band, all across the country, Jerry. I'm showing up to the arena every night with nobody to watch my back, nobody to carry my bags. Look at me, Jerry. These are vulnerable times for me. This is your chance. You're the new effing show, Jerry. Everybody's watching you right now, and you are smoking the competition. RVD fans, don't get me wrong. I'll try to pull it together. I'll see if I can't muster up the the strength and the courage and the uh, action-packed excitement that you've come to expect and pay for and receive. I give it to him, Jerry. I'm Rob Van Dam, Mr. PPV. To you and everybody else, the whole show.
1: Tommy then says that he's going to beat Lance and get Bueller. We then get a tag team title match between Balls and Axel and the Dudleys. The Dudleys winning with 3D. So this was the last week going into the pay-per-view. Um, again, some really, really good high-flying action this one with uh, a lot of the smaller guys getting some TV time. Uh, what were your thoughts on the uh, two cruiserweight matches that we had obviously the tag match and uh the uh and the uh, super crazy and uh el moco match
2: um little guido is so much fun to watch isn't he he he, he does these things that nobody does
1: mm. The think as i said with guido he's he's come out of his shell so much since uh, Tracy and Tommy Rich have gone um, now that he's sort of basically a singles guy. Yes, he's got big Sally with him outside, mm-hmm. but you know he's, he's not ha- sort of carrying him in a match. So you can sort of see the, the level of amateur wrestler that he's, that he is and he looks so good with it. Um, as I said, he was one of those I've always sort of liked him even sort of back in the early days of the FBI. I thought he's, you know, he's a good wrestler. But it's only in this past sort of couple of weeks, since you know the split up of the original FBI, you can actually see how good he actually is. And I would quite yeah. look forward to just putting him in there with a Jerry Lynn with a RVD, and getting a, a match between those two out together could be really, really good. Yeah, he he's more he's more well
2: respected in the mm-hmm. ECW. Uh, Cast characters than than most people would would realize. He uh he's a really interesting like acumen like if you if you like look at his like career like before ECW he was doing all these sorts of like martial arts and catch wrestling and he was in Japan. His his training is, is just fantastic. Uh, I love his finishing move. It's that that like leg drop off top rope. It's called a Sicilian slice. It's a great name for a move. Um. Another note about this match I never knew who uh, El Mosco was, so I looked into it. It was actually a time in nineteen ninety seven that both him and his dad were working for the WWF at the same time. Uh his dad was Pierre Roth, a guy named Pierre Roth, who was in the 19, uh nineteen ninety seven Rumble and he did some, you know, dark matches and shotguns and so did uh so did El Mosco. So I learned about them too. That was pretty cool. Um I was insanely hyped for the Tajiri and uh, Taka and Super Crazy match because, to me, Super Crazy is probably like the most underrated um, luchador that that ever stepped into uh, ECW. His his pops every single time where like the fans like loved Super Crazy and so did I. I remember Tajiri Super Crazy from when I was younger. Like the four wrestlers, five wrestlers I remember were like RVD, Sandman, Super Crazy, Tajiri and dreamer those are like my guys um let's see these uh the dual moonsaults that taka and tajiri did you catch that over the barricade the yeah outbound? that was that was just perfect like that could have been on the entry uh on the entry video to the show uh tommy dreamer's promo if you're like a promo guy and you're a tommy dreamer guy this is this is one to watch is uh his vindiction his tone was just like super serious and he was wearing the coolest shirt that I've ever seen it's a like South Park combined with with wrestling shirt and I need it I need that shirt right now <laughs> and uh, it was it was uh, that last match with the um, with the Dudley's and Balls and axle is a great ECW type match especially uh, the the, the finished tables chairs barbed wire fire it's got everything
1: it's, it's got a everything you'd expect for a Dudley's match with balls and Axel.
2: <laughs> exactly. Chair swinging freaks.
1: Love so, that name. So that takes us up to Hardcore Heaven and the pay-per-view for the month. Ryan, mm-hmm. can you run us through the results?
2: The Hardcore Heaven results? Sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, we start out. Styles comes out to welcome us. Sandy and Candido come out. Uh, there's some sort of insurance policy that uh, Candido has, and it's Dudley Boys. There's a lot of like storyline backstage stuff happening, and I wrote that down as well. So, the the matches come chronologically. Um, so there's a Taz mission. Uh, the Dudleys beat up Taz after he puts the the Taz Ryan. mission on Candido.
1: Ryan, we're uh, gonna go sorry. through match to match in a minute. I just need the Taz beat Candido. Dudleys beat uh spike okay, sooner we can go, go for each match in a minute.
2: Okay. Uh the Dudleys and uh Balls and Spike is is uh the kind of half
1: it's kind of no, like that no. impromptu
2: match thing that happens, right? You have Taka versus Super Crazy, Super Crazy wins with a, a sit out power bomb, uh Guido versus uh Tajiri. Um and then you have uh, who who won the Guido versus Tajiri match? I actually don't have that.
1: I must have like skipped it. Guido uh, Tajiri
2: beat Guido. Okay, so he beat Guido. Then you have uh, Dreamer versus uh, Storm, and uh, Tommy comes out. Tommy Spicoli drivers. Yeah, there's a Spicoli driver, so I'm assuming Tommy wins that. For some reason, I didn't write the the wins in this match, but I remember who wins. Okay, so Tommy versus yeah, he okay Tommy wins. Tammy Lynn, you got Tammy Lynn and uh, Dawn Marie, and then you got Dreamer. Where who? I don't understand why the results of this match are so convoluted in my in my uh in my report here. But um, Jerry Lynn versus RVD was the one that's after that, and it's the match of the uh match of the month I would say, and uh, RVD goes over, and that one retains his title. Uh, then you got lance storm and he doesn't know who he's facing and he's got psycho sid also known as sid at this time and uh sid i believe is there a, is there a finish of this match or it kind of just has a non-finish it
1: I, it I, goes a no contest
2: yeah no contest right and then you have bubba and, and uh taz and bubba eventually taps out to the taz mission which is a great match you should really Check out this Bubba and Taz match, which was excellent. Yeah, I have a lot of like results within this uh notes that I have and it's a lot of backstage stuff. So that's the reason why. That was Okay,
1: (laughs) Okay, so we are starting with our main event or what was meant to be our main event of the evening going on as the curtain jerker. Taz defeating Candido. Uh Candido comes out and calls out the Dudleys and says that they're his insurance policy. Taz is out, takes them out, both Dudleys and Taz then in, hits a full German Tazplex, stomps a head and arm Tazplex to Candido. Candido manages to hit a powerbomb, misses the follow-up diving headbutt. Taz hits the T-bone Tazplex, locks in the Taz mission, and we are done. There's not really much to say about this match. It was short, it was sweet, it was just over a minute. And coming out of what we know that they're getting rid of Candido, it seems that that was a, an ultimate burial.
2: Yeah, it really was. It didn't even like feel like a match. It felt like a promo that just ended in
1: people saying goodbye to Candido. So, post-match... The Dudleys come in and hit a brutal 3D onto Taz. And at this point, Cyrus joins the commentary team. Bubba grabs the mic and tells us all that they are the best tag team in the world. Calls out anyone with balls enough, which obviously brings out balls and axel. Or we expect balls and axel get balls and spike. So balls comes in and starts punching on both of the Dudleys. A super kick from Devon and an eye poke to Bubba. A slam, he goes up top, hits an elbow drop and gets a two. Devon with some punches till Balls hits a belly-to-belly. Goes up top but is stopped by the Dudleys who slam him off, which brings out Spike. Spike blindsides them with a couple of nut shots and hits an acid drop on Bubba. And Balls hits the Nutcracker Suite on Devon and they get a combined two count. Spike is backdropped onto Sign Guy. He is then lobbed onto the Dudleys, who then throw him back to Balls and then back again. And at this point, he gets side, side slammed to the outside. Balls, that hits a double clothesline, punches to Devon. Devon hits some punches and they go outside. Bubba beats on Spike. Samoan drops him and then goes and gets a table. Spike with a quick roll-up gets a two. Spike is then placed on the table. Bubba goes to the second rope, jumps off. And gets a nutshot. He then goes for the Hurricane Rana, but Bubba hits a massive top rope powerbomb through the table, which only gets a two count. Balls breaks it up. Devon hits the inverted DDT onto Balls. They hit a 3D on Spike. Balls is then in with a chair and massive fucking chair shots to both of them. Sign Guy and Gertner gets in and Gertner hits his wonderful chair tap, then throws a bunch <laughs> of matches at Balls, Yes, he has a box of matches, lights them up, and tosses them at him, thinking that's going to work. Ball ups the act, and he by chugging a bottle of lighter fluid and spitting fire at Gertner. The Dudleys turn around Amazing. and hit it with a three D to get the win. This was the fun brawl that you expect and wanted, and I love Gertner. His his. Me too. Tiny, tiny little chair taps, and the throwing of of the matches was just so funny. Um, How about that dance he does? How about that dance he does? Yes, it's it's all about the the little sort of flapping of arms. I'm just like, yes, we'd like this. Um, it's good to see that we are getting a bit more for Spike. Um, he is definitely one that gets lobbed around so much it takes such a beating yet can always come back for more and more um which is always good but yep this this was what we'd expect from this type of match you can't really complain
2: can you imagine anybody drinking lighter fluid in the wwf
1: <laughs> no no one's doing that in the fed and there's something yeah. that happens at the end of the month, which would never happen in the Fed. But we'll go over that later. Yeah. Um, our next match sees Super Crazy going against Takami Shinoku. Super Crazy opens up with a quick dropkick, but Taka then hits a springboard dropkick of his own, a shoulder block and elbow drop, but he misses the following dropkick. Super Crazy hits an arm drag and a swinging DDT. Goes for the springboard, but Tacker hits him with a forearm, which knocks him to the floor. A quick snapmare, mare, drop kick, and some head kicks, followed by a chops. Super Crazy puts in a sleeper. Tacker gets out of that with a side rush and leg sweep. Tacker hits chops on a tornado DDT, goes for a second one, but Super Crazy turns it into a spine buster. Tacker then up top and hits a springboard Hurricane runner for the two. Super Crazy rolls through. Gets a two of his own. Tacker then backdrops him onto the floor but misses the pay. Super Crazy hits a baseball slide, then a springboard moonsault into the crowd. Back into the ring, gets the two count, a couple of dragon whips, and some leg kicks. Tacker then misses the first but hits the second in Seguri. A slam but he misses the follow up moonsault. Super Crazy hits the wonderfully awesome triple moonsaults but only gets a two. Super Crazy then off the top rope gets drop kicked by Taka as he's on his way down. Taka then hits the Mishinoku driver, only gets a two. Super Crazy hits a hench snap DDT, a falling powerbomb with a sit out for the win. Is there anything that these two cannot do that? That nope. is just some amazing high flying wrestling, and I fucking love that Triple Moon Salt spot. Was going to be top good top since the bell rang. Yep. Yeah. It, Middle rope, top rope. That's yeah. just a figure of beauty.
2: Yep. It's, it's, it's iconic. It's uh, something that people forget about. Super crazy.
1: But, yeah, as you were saying, you, know, you sort of knew that it was going to be great when, when it started. Yep.
2: it It's. Super Crazy is just awesome. I could watch him all day.
1: Yeah, it's one of those of. He is massively underrated. I, you know, part of me would quite like to see him go to WCW and get in there with a Mysterio or a Guerrero or a Malenko or something like that and sort of have those sort of matches. But I. The the part of me that obviously because I do always just watch ECW would miss him not being there when uh, <laughs> you know he he would go over there and yes he'd be having wonderful matches in WCW but my own personal greed wants to keep him here in ECW. Um, I I like tacker is getting some some decent ring time here as well in this what seems to be a loan deal with him turning up mm-hmm. because he still comes out in his WWF robe um obviously he hasn't left the fed um he, he's yeah. probably talent trade um, i'm hoping that the fact of the caliber of work that he's doing down in ecw will mean that if he does go back to the fed they'll actually use him because the light heavyweight title has become a joke with uh, Gilbert being the champion.
2: He gets a win over Triple H a few months later.
1: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's one of those. I'm hoping that they do follow that up. Post-match, we see Gertner backstage on the floor, obviously suffering from being burnt. The Dudley see a note, which they find out is his hit list, and the first person on that is Nova. And they go and jump him and beat him down. We then get the match between Tajiri and little Guido. Tajiri opens up with kicks. Guido hits a single leg, gets him onto the floor with some slaps. Tajiri reverses it and into a sleeper. We then get a rolling leg whip and some more kicks. Tajiri goes for a powerbomb, but that's reversed. And Guido hits some more slaps, stomps, armbar, and then hits a top rope dropkick. And goes for a toe pay, but Tajiri blocks. Top rope splash from Tajiri onto Guido and Sal. Tajiri then suplexes on him onto the railing and hits a post smash. Back into the ring, he puts on the tarantula. Guido hits some kicks. Tajiri catches him on a springboard and turns it into a toss onto the ramp. Guido then drop toe holds him on the ramp and hits a springboard fame master on the ramp. He rolls it back into the ring to get a two count. A springboard splash gets a two and hits some chops. Tajiri gets some time and uh, hits a goes to hit a back crossbody but misses as Guido turns it into an armbar. Big Sally comes in, hits a massive power slam. Guido jumps on the pin but only gets a two. Guido puts on the Kimura. Sally then back in, smashing Tajiri into the uh, railings on the outside. Guido h- hits a knee drop, and we get a chop battle. Guido hits a leg drop and mm-hmm. gets a two count. Tajiri then hits a headlock, head kick. Guido power bombs for a two. Guido, with a low drop, kick to the knees. Guido then goes into a full Nelson into an armbar. Tajiri puts on the octopus spin, which was just amazing looking. Massive slap. Puts him into the tree of woe, and hits a stiff as fuck basement dropkick. Massive head kick to Salve, And hits a crisp brain buster for the win. Tajiri, he is the great mooter of our generation. <laughs>
2: the great Moor? like a cow
1: no muta, as in the the oh, great, yeah, great mooer of course you know cuz obviously i i watched a lot of old school wcw uh back in the in the 80s so i have a, an affiliation for muta. um so yeah i see a lot of muta in jerry the only thing he doesn't do is the mist um but yeah his kicks are something yeah. that are ridiculous mm-hmm
2: amazing like I don't I don't know whether it's the the slap that provides the effect or like literally the speed of the kick or how technical he is with it but he he to me I think he might have like his his kick set it might might be my favorite like like you know everybody talks about like Daniel Bryan's kicks or whatever but go look at Tajiri's like kick set it's it's spectacular it's unbelievable
1: and every single one of them always look like they hurt um yeah and this yeah. was the match that watching guido i was just like he puts in so much work on that, that amateur style working holes into arm bars and takedowns and stuff and he's he just so good in this match you
2: can turn anything into an arm bar or a pin it's, it's it's fascinating i never remember- like that, that that always amazes me like how people can go from one spot to the next in, in a variety of ways and guido is top 10 at
1: that so we follow that up with the dudley's backstage beating on ron price as he was the next name on the list we then get lance versus tommy As they're coming out to the ring, we can see this is going to be a hardcore brawl as there is a ladder set up, chairs and bins in the the ring already. As Tommy's coming out, Lance jumps him and they brawl on the ramp to start. Tommy then smashes him into the railings and then into the ring, Lance goes for a sunset flip only for Tommy to smash a bin lid on his head. We get the Cactus Jack clothesline and Tommy grabs a water bottle from a fan and smashes it on his head. Lance in, hits a reverse DDT onto the ramp, back elbows, and Tommy goes for the DDT on a chair, but it's blocked by Lance, who gets a two count. Lance then wedges a chair into the corner. Lance is whipped into the chair. He then smashes Tommy's head into the said chair and hits a super kick for a two. Lance gets a table and they brawl on the outside. Tommy crotches Lance onto the ring post and grabs some of the railing and puts that into the ring. Lance hits an atomic drop onto the railing, onto Tommy in the ring, but misses a top rope splash and hits the railings himself. Tommy then gets rocket launchered into a chair. Lance hits and stomps. He tries to hip toss Tommy through the table on the outside, but Tommy blocks it, back drops him through the table himself. Back into the ring, Lance hits a sick chair shot, Grant takes off his belt and starts to belt him with it. Tommy hits a stunner onto a chair, which gets a two count. Tommy then grabs a ladder and gets it hit with it as the bin lid comes in. Storm then tries to baseball slide the ladder into Tommy, but Tommy dodges it and smashes him with the ladder. Back into the ring, Tommy smashes Lance into the corner whilst wearing the ladder and then chair shots it. During this point, the ref gets hit as Lance falls over. Tommy goes up top but misses a splash onto the ladder. Lance gets another table and puts Tommy on top of it. Goes up top. Tommy blocks it and hits a top-rope Spicoli driver through the table. At this point, Cyrus makes his way into the ring. Francine spears him and throws the bro- Bronco Buster. Bula comes in and we get our obligatory catfight. Tommy then piles-drives Bula... <laughs> Lance hits a sick bin shot, puts the bin on Tommy's head, goes up top and hits a spinning heel kick and gets the win. We will discuss the Beulet-Francine bit in a minute, but this was a decent hardcore match that didn't go to a we need to walk around the whole of the arena to prove that we're having a brawl. I really uh, loved it. And I like the fact that Lance came out in jeans and a vest top proving that he's not in his wrestling gear. This yeah. isn't a normal wrestling match. This is a fight.
2: Yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty cool look for, for Landstorm. uh, Lance storm looks different in 1999 than he does in, in every other year. I think, uh, I think the juice wore off as he, uh, as he left and the juice wasn't there when he came in, but uh, he looks bigger than usual. Um,
1: yeah. Though he said last month, he's not on the gas and he said he'd be, you know, he could have a piss test. Yeah, and, right. you know, he threw it on, on Tommy. Cause Tommy's <laughs> on the gas clearly. <laughs> oh, definitely. hundred percent. So we then go backstage again to see the Dudleys have another name on the list, which is Jack Victory. They have a little bit of a moral sort of dilemma here because of Jack Victory's help of them before. But then they open up the envelope and see there's five grand in it. They take out Jack Victory. Five grand. We then have the Taz telling us that he's going to take out the Dudleys tonight for what they did earlier. We then get the no time limit match between RVD and Jerry Lynn. Lynn starts with working the arm and we get some change wrestling as the exchange holds. RVD gets a rolling pin for a two. RVD then hits a hold headlock and a shoulder block and goes for the leapfrog spot. Both doing them themselves. Lynn tries to hit the leg drop on RVD when he does the drop down but misses. And RVD hits an elbow drop and a somersault leg drop but misses. RVD then into the corner with a clean break as he poses into Lin's face with the RVD. Lin then does the same, but kicks him. RVD misses a drop kick, which turned into a slingshot, which RVD lands on the corner and jumps up the back elbow. We then get a monkey flip, and Lin nearly lands on his feet. We notice here that RVD's eyes busted open. RVD with some forearms kicks and a springboard, nothing into Lynn, who then backdrops him onto the apron. RVD then gets posted, with followed up by a triangle drop kick, top rope splash, and Lynn back into the ring. Hits a guillotine leg drop and gets a two. Up top, Lynn hits a bulldog that gets a two. Fonzie then trips Lynn from the top rope so RVD can hit the dominator. And we then get a chair shot from Lynn. RVD crotches Lynn again and hits a sidekick. Lynn falls to the floor at this point, And this is where we sort of notice that he is out of it. He gets dumped over the railing and RVD hits a leaping clothesline. Lynn then hits a drop kick and back into the ring. RVD with some stomps. Lynn with a roll-up that gets to tries a pile driver. RVD blocks it and turns it into an Alabama slam hits rolling thunder with a leg drop, gets a two. Misses a follow-up. Lynn hits a tornado DDT. RVD then turns that into a Northern Lights and gets a two. RVD puts Lynn up top. Lynn hits a sunset power bomb for a two count, a short arm clothesline, and Lynn goes and gets a table. RVD drop, backdrops Lynn into the crowd, and then a springboard Van Damme-Nator into the crowd. Lynn posts RVD on his way back, puts him up top, but RVD blocks and tosses Lynn to the floor through the announce table. RVD then drops him over the railings and hits the springing spinning leg drop. Back into the ring, gets two count. RVD with a low drop kick and a backflip chair drop kick. Lynn tries to go for the tornado DDT to the floor, but RVD reverses it with a clothesline. And into the ring, hits a springboard leg drop, gets a two. Lin with some forearms, it's a sunset flip powerbomb through a table on the outside. Back into the ring and gets a two count. RVD misses a Van Daminator. Lin lobs the chair at Fonzie and then hits a stiff German suplex that gets a two count. A slam goes up top, only for RVD to hit him with a sidekick. Both men are up the top. Lin slips and RVD gets crotched lynn hits a van liminator for a two a couple of pinning combos and rolling pins gets twos rvd hits the split me- moon that gets a two a snap and and spinning leg drop then goes up and hits the five star frog splash but jerry lynn rolls through it and gets a two of his own rvd hits the van Daminator, the five star and gets the win this is a fucking amazing match when you know that jerry lynn was pretty much out of it for the majority of this match yeah he really true he really shows the warrior spirit yeah he he i'm pretty sure he did not know where he was for the majority of that match but yet he still manages (laughs) to have an absolute rager with rvd
2: 26 minutes and 57 seconds of gold.
1: Yes, it was. And at this rate, um, I'm, I'm predicting that these two will get feud of the year when we do our end of year yeah, awards Because uh, awesome. uh, these matches have been and fucking amazing.
2: Jerry Lynn's nickname is basically derivative of RVD's nickname at the time. They're, they're running off the same... they. They ran, they ran off the same plane at that time, and it was like a mutual respect storyline. It was really cool. It was kind of like a Samoa Joe and Brian Danielson and ROH type of deal.
1: So we followed that match, which was awesome, by seeing the Dudleys saying they're going to take out Taz and, as such, beat down Chris Chetty. We then get Just Incredible and Sid. Well, it was meant to be Justin Credible versus Shane, but as we know, Shane's uh, no longer wanted to be around the uh, the company. So Justin comes out, says that he's beat up Sandman, broke the great Great Sasuke, and broke Shane's ankle. He is gillier than OJ. So here comes mm-hmm. the judge, Judge Jones, who brings out Sid. Sid Straight in with a flapjack, big boot and a chokeslam to the floor. Smash into the railings, kicks, power bomb attempt, but Jason breaks it up. This was a futile move because he gets power bombed of his own. Justin then canes Sid, only to eat a massive choke slam. Lance comes out to make the save, and he gets chokeslam too. Justin then powders the eyes as they try to double team Sid. They're about to take out Sid and put him through a table when we see Sabu. He takes a chair to Justin. He puts, goes to put them on top of the table and go for a triple jump. But he moves and leaves Sid on his own. So Sid gets trashed free with a triple jump leg like drop through the table. He then goes to lob a chair again and puts a security guy through a table with a second triple jump, leg drop. Post hmm. this, Sid powerbombs Jeff Jones twice. So, as I said, it was a no contest. It was a nothing really thing that happened. Um, but, yeah, it was it was good to see Sid back. Obviously, we didn't think he was coming back after last month and him complaining about, there not being any uh, bounce checks and things like that. Um, (laughs) Though Sabu turns up and does Sabu things, pops the crowd, (laughs) simple looking. Yep. Yeah.
2: It's good to see both Sid and Sabu, especially Sabu, like, oh, Sabu's not supposed to be here. You know, that whole angle. It's always fun. And, uh, Sid is just, to me, he's a legend. I, I love him. I'm, he's a childhood
1: hero of, of mine. So we are now into the new main event of the evening with Taz versus Bubba Ray in a Falls Count Anywhere FTW Rules match. Taz hits a quick break and has a catch-on Tazplex. Bubba then quickly blindsides him as he's distracted by sign guy Dudley some clubs, elbows and a big elbow drop. They brawl their way onto the ramp where Taz hits a drop toehold and goes, grabs a big old road sign and smashes it upside his head. Back to the outside, they brawl and then into the crowd as they brawl up to the back of the arena and then they manage to go all the way out to the front, the, the main section of the arena where obviously by the concession stands and then back to the ring. At this point, Taz is fucking gushing blood. Bubba hits yeah. him back elbows, punches, and goes up top. Taz hits him in the nuts and hits a top rope Taz arm Tazplex. At this point, Devon comes out. He hits a inverted DDT for two. Bubba then covers himself in Taz's blood, because you know, Bubba Dudley. Corner splash goes for a second, but Taz hits a stiff lariat. Bubba hits a side slam, which gets a two. They go grab a table. Taz clubs, and for some weird and wonderful reason, Taz and Bubba double hip toss Ref Flanagan through the table. Bubba then hits a Bubba bomb that gets a two. <laughs> the reverse 3D for a two. Taz then hits a DDT to D-bomb. The T-bone Tazplex on Bubba through the table puts on the Taz mission and gets the win. This was the arena-wide walking brawl for the evening. Um, It was decent. Um, Mm -hmm. I've noticed with these these arena brawls we've had in the last few months, the sort of in-the-crowd bit, to the back of the arena and back to the front is all a little bit same. It's just punch, kick, walk, punch, kick, walk. Um, but, and do you know what, when they were in the ring, this was a really fucking good match. And I do think that Bubba may actually be the top heel in the company now.
2: Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Uh, Taz's blood made it, you know, amazing like you know they say red equals green in in the business and like you could really take that away from this match the uh the blood spot happened in in the crowd when uh taz got thrown into the radio equipment and he was off camera so who knows hard way regular regular gigging job who knows but uh the blood made the mass, you know immediately worth watching if you're a big ECW fan. And Bubba and Taz makes the match worth watching. I mean, those are two absolutely dynamic uh, characters. And my favorite spot in the match was definitely uh, the ref going through the table because it was like it didn't make any sense, but that was kind of the beauty of it. Like Bubba and Taz just kind of attack whoever's in the way. And <laughs> the ref getting peeled off
1: the turnbuckle through the table was that spot for me. So uh, um, so as an overall show, um, this is definitely another one that's an easy two and a bit hours to watch. Um, you've got three absolute clinics in RVD and Lin, in Super Crazy and Taka and in Guido and Tajiri. You've got your ECW hardcore-ness in Bubba and Taz at the end and the, the Dudleys spike and balls earlier on in the show. And with Lance and Tommy as well, you've got hard hitting hardcore action. So yeah, I think there's there's enough of the wrestling and the hardcore to make this a a definite watch for everyone. Um what are your overall thoughts on the show, Ryan? a uh, super solid
2: show it uh it in, in lore in legend it should be remembered as the uh, rBD and Jerry Lynn uh, half hour match for the TV title because that's that's the legend that uh that match deserves and uh this might have been the the day that Jerry Lynn got the respect he deserved like everybody knew he was a good wrestler but you know continuing a match, Halfway in for another fifteen minutes, after your face breaks and your brain is having a like you having like a near hemorrhage and your ear bleeding and everything and it's, it's just amazing. And uh, the booking was was great. You know, you every who doesn't want to see like super crazy Tajiri Guido, just all those guys like those great cruiserweights go against each other. So great wrestling, great hardcore stuff. Exactly what you said. It's, a, it's at least a seven in my book just for the RVD and, and Jerry Lynn match. But uh, I'll give it an eight.
1: See, I've gone with an eight too because it is definitely one of those shows that it has the the perfect level of balance between what makes ECW great with their in-ring style wrestling where they are not afraid to give guys that can wrestle the platform to put on clinics and the violence you know it is as i said it is it is the perfect sort of balance of both and very 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 much worth your time so we go into week four's tv which is majority just highlights from the pay-per-view um, we do get shortened highlights of balls versus new jack where balls wins after hitting the nutcracker suite your standard weapons match between these, but we do see New Jack doing a fucking ridiculous balcony dive. Mm. And then we get yeah. a match between RVD and Skull Von Crush, where RVD wins with the five-star Frog Splash. Um, again, this is another one of those matches which makes RVD looks great because Skull Von Crush is fucking shit. But he even looks decent yeah. when he's in the ring with RVD. Did you
2: uh did you catch the the crowd reaction in this match?
1: Yeah, the the crowd were there was a few fans that were there were actually chanting for Skull Von Crush, which is a weird one. I don't get why people are liking him, but
2: <laughs> that that's kind of why I brought it up. Um, this it, this match fascinated the hell out of me because um, because of Skull Von Crush, I was just like. These people are, are chanting for Skull Von Crush, and I found it hilarious because they, they kept switching it up. I think it was an ironic chant, like the way that people would chant for like, I don't know, say you had like in, in WWE, you had like The Undertaker versus Tiger Ali saying like imagine like a Let's Go Tiger chant just for shits and giggles that they knew that Tiger Ali Singh was, was going to lose. So it could have been an ironic chant like that. They were chanting "Skolberg." Uh, the RVD fans were chanting Skull von Douchebag." There was <laughs> there was just a lot of funny like little things to take away from this match for me, and uh, I, I grew a new fascination with, with Von Krust. Like he had these dark matches in '91 in WWF, and then he came as Vito, and he was there in 2006, 2007. He's had a really interesting career, and I suggest anybody who's interested in wrestling history,
1: check out Skull Von Crush's career. You might be a little fascinated by it. So we go into the last week of TV. Um, It opens up with Balls and Axel telling us that if they don't win the belts tonight, next week, or the next taping, they will face each other in a hardcore match. We then get a fucking another awesome tv match between RVD and Spike Dudley RVD wins after hitting the five star but again this is the match where spike comes out as a star you know he he held his own in the ring with RVD he got his he got his shit in it looked good and it didn't need spike to go to the hardcore side of which you normally get with Spike matches is, you know, he takes a beating, he comes in with a chair, hits him a few times. There was no weapons in this. This was Spike just doing his best in-ring work and it was a great match uh, between the two of them. We then get a glorified squash match between Lance Storm and Chris Chetty, where Lance wins with a top rope spin kick. And then in the main event, we get Axel and Balls versus the Dudleys. The Dudleys win with a power bomb through a flaming thumbtack-covered table. Yes, uh, you heard me correctly—a flaming table covered in thumbtacks, pushing the boundaries. So we will talk about the the, the Dudley's match last, being the big spectacle of the of the month. But that RVD and Spike match. Ryan, did you enjoy as much as I did?
2: I love Spike Dudley like a lot more more than most people uh, to be honest. and um, I really did because when, when I when I watch a match, I, I always look for like the selling points like like what's being sold and RVD either his back was seriously messed up or he was selling the crap out of it and just for that fact alone, added to like the believability that he was struggling through this match and the fact that he he, that he looked in pain and he was still doing like what he had to do just offers that sort of respect factor that just adds a lot more to a match and um spike dudley when i was growing up was like the guy i most wanted to see because you know i was a little kid wearing tie-dye shirts at that time and like he was like this fun little dude and everything that he did in the ring was just like how, why would you put your body through this you know and uh rvd and spike have better chemistry than than most people that spike has chemistry with so it was yeah it was
1: really enjoyable so it we have to discuss it that fucking table shot at the end of that dudley's match it is a flaming <laughs> thumbtack table too far? Is it too far? Um,
2: for ECW, no. Um, for WCW, of course. For WWE, of course. ECW fans are kind of expecting that, and uh, the wrestling that I go today, that I go to today, goes. Probably even further than a flaming uh, thumbtack table, um, and uh, so I'm kind of um, desensitized to it. But this moment actually surprised me because, like, the usually they don't go as hard as they do with uh, the lighter fluid because the fire might like not be you know put out right away. And Bubba just like dumped the whole lighter fluid thing on it so i was kind of, i was kind of worried for uh, balls and i also thought of the fact that the dude just swallowed the dude just had lighter fluid in his mouth like a minute before that and i'm like is his mouth going to like catch fire he's got lighter fluid in his mouth so to me that combination added to it like i don't know if they should do this but i was glad they did
1: yeah it would, it was definitely a spectacle and i will imagine that it will be put into the the beginning part of the, the hype package that we see at the beginning of each show. Um, though, coming out of this, obviously, as Balls and Axe are lost, it does mean that they will be going against each other at uh, some point next month. So you will probably have that on TV next month. Um, so as the month as a whole, obviously, a, a great month for RVD and in-ring work, um, great month for the lightweights and they're in-ring work um but i think we also have to commend the dudley's for sort of carrying the show a little bit at times especially obviously with how they dealt with the pay-per-view um their their matches that they've had on tv this month um it is it is definitely the signs are good for the people in ecw as long as as we said in the news The money sorts itself out. Mm -hmm. So, was there anything that you wanted to add?
2: um, From this specific show or or for the whole month? Uh, For the whole month. Uh, The whole month. Um, It was really nice to see what Don Callis was doing because, as I said, a huge fan of Don Callis, and I was never, uh, ECW wasn't really available to me at that time. So, I like, I like to see, like, what he was doing at that time. And it was as good as I thought it would be. And um, for this whole – as for this whole month, the, the weird thing that I still don't really understand is where Beulah was. Like, they, they broke Beulah's neck as, like, a, a kayfabe way, I think, because she was having a child.
1: Uh, she was going back to school. Um, but she okay. has said that she hasn't – she doesn't want to come back. Um, so that's why they haven't seen her but because obviously it was an easy way for or to get at Tommy and sort of have some fun was to sort of go oh look, it's your this new girl's your girlfriend
2: (laughs) Yeah, like hey Dawn Marie is like five different people, she's Tammy she's Dawn Marie, she's Bueller she had surgery did you catch Joey Stiles say that she had surgery to, to look More like Beulah, she dyed her hair. Yes, the the things that they would just say to to kind of put things over in kayfabe, they really kind of like embraced it. Like whatever, suspension of disbelief. People will just believe anything that we kind of put out there. And to me, I kind of think that's beautiful. That like, even though it's a little bit like ridiculous, because in the reality of things, like, come on, really. It's wrestling, and that's like like Undertaker and Kane. If you're 30 years old, you know that there was no, like, fire and stuff, burning each other's houses down and whatever. But that adds to the story, especially if, like, you're, like, a kid watching it. Like, it's like, whoa, these guys are superhuman, and Dawn Marie had surgery to look like Beulah. That's, like, a big step. Wow. (laughs) You know? So,
1: So, yeah, it it is a really, really good month. Um. It's a decent month of TV and a decent pay-per-view, so you could do a lot worse than watch some ECW this month. Um, So it leaves me to thank you, Mr. Swanson, for joining us again on ECW. Um, Do you have anything that you wish to pimp, promote or share with the, the greater good?
2: Um, you can always follow me on Twitter. I have a fun Twitter feed that's about wrestling ninety nine point five percent of the time. Like, I'll just spell that out for you if you want to find that out. B U C A M A N W W E, which I want to change to another company because I'm not really fond of WWE at the moment. But you can follow me there and see all the interesting like pictures and videos and stuff I, I post that will shock you. Um. And uh, I'm writing a meatball article about the 25 best meatballs in Stanford, so I'm going to post that on there within the next couple of weeks. I'm literally up to my 17th meatball. Nice. Yeah, 17 different restaurants I've tried so far.
1: See, I I need a gig like that where you know I just need a reason to go around eating different food in different restaurants. I'm, I'm missing Is a there trick. any
2: specific food that
1: you love. I love pizza. Is
2: there's any specific food. Hell yeah. Make a pizza article. I'm down. (laughs) I want to read that.
1: (laughs) The Pizzerias of Norwich. (laughs) (laughs) The greatest in the world. So, as we said earlier, um, WWF this month is not its usual format. Um, There will just be a show that runs through TV results and what happened at the pay-per-view. But there will be a very special owen hart show um which will come out volume one is wcw obviously we were here in volume two and until next month enjoy and speak to you soon